Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Keith and Dennis. We are your crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. And uh, to kick off things uh, this week, we have a special guest uh, we haven't spoke to in a while. Smokey is the proud new owner of a new, uh, it's a Piper Cherokee. Is that right, Smokey? Is that what you got? That's correct. All right. 1969. Now, for those uh, folks who have been listening to Just Plain Radio for a while now, know that Smokey and I have been in a competition to see who could get their (laughs) private pilot certificate first. It was never really a competition, was it, Greg? It was more of an exhibition for Smokey, (laughs) I think, uh, because she has uh, far, well, lapped me a few times and uh, actually purchased this new uh, aircraft. And so first I got to ask, do you already have your certificate or are you using this to, uh, you know, go for the final uh, run at getting it? What do you think, Smokey? No, actually what I did was um, I was suggested that purchasing an airplane that was a trainer level airplane would be more economical um, because when you take lessons through a flight school, Mm -hmm. you're paying for the instructor and you're paying for the airplane. And since I am of the more mature age, yeah, it'll probably take me longer. So therefore, it made more sense to purchase an airplane, which means when I feel like taking a lesson, I already have the plane, so I just have to find the person. That's right. Um, so, and Captain so, Keith at Flight Training Professionals, who is one of the Just Plane Radio crew here, is way uh, too expensive, is what you're saying, right? Well, yeah, but don't tell him that because it'll go to his head. But yes, so <laughs> too late. Yes, I just heard I you. Mean, yeah. Well, okay. I'm too late. Yeah. Um. But but yes, I mean, especially because I'm not 18. I turned 21 last week. Right. So. Um, hey, me too. I know. How about I'm going to hold that for a long time. Right. Um. But it made sense. And the other thing is with a Piper or a Cessna or any of those airplanes, um, when I'm done and I've trained, I can turn around and sell it. And hopefully break even. Yeah. So, so ultimately, did you get a good deal on this uh, trainer that you picked up last week or what? What do you think? Actually, um, I think we did. Mm-hmm. When we went for the um, application process, they gave us the value and it was higher than what we were paying. So nice. that's a good feeling. Uh, that's um, a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It, of course, when you get it, it's like buying a used car. Uh-huh. So flying it across the country, um, thank God we had Jim. Because you just don't know what you're getting. And, you know, we were definitely pushing it to its limits going over the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, and- I, I'll tell you, I am a bit confused because, you know, uh, once again, if you've been listening to the show, we have had Jim Folson on Just Plane Radio several times now and uh-huh. uh, talking about your new RV7, right? Correct. Won some awards. It's a beautiful aircraft that you guys built over the last few years. And you started, uh, you know, you started flying this thing uh, in the last few months. And 
I'm shocked he's not letting you learn to fly in that new aircraft. What what well, happened there? I can answer uh, that one. <laughs> I can answer that. <laughs> to be honest, it's too much airplane. It would be like putting a 16-year-old to drive a, a semi-truck. Hmm. You you wouldn't do it. So it's well, the same kind of thing, the glass panel. No, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, you wouldn't do it or Jim wouldn't allow it? Uh, yeah, well, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But um, I think I drove, I drove semis. Smokey would be challenged 18. just, you know, the fact that that R7's <laughs> tailwheel equipped too, which is adds a lot of extra workload to a, a exactly. Beginning. Okay. Exactly. But, so but, there's a lot of, and then, you know, I want something that I don't have to have Jim Folsom telling me, you can't do that. You can't do this. Watch out, you know. So I'll show you. Baby, I'll get my so. own airplane. And that's what you mm. did. So, na, 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 na. Exactly. <laughs> well, it, well uh, good on you. I mean, I think that's uh, excellent. You, and Keith was saying he was, uh, you know, you were driving a semi uh, truck at 18, 18 years old. Yeah. Okay. So you, you it could have been done, mm-hmm. but it you, been, but you would have to fight off Jim Folson to allow, you know, and this to happen. I don't have to tell you I'm a female. Okay. Semis are for men. So, um, I don't know. But, a, lot, a lot of uh, women are driving semis today. We're not going to touch that, right? I, I, I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook where Jim has uh, complimented smoking in various ways, which I yes. think you have your way of per, uh, persuasion with him. You hear what I'm saying? You just decided not to play yeah. those cards, I guess. Is I, that right? I get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and being a woman, I don't think is really considered a strike. I've heard many, many <laughs> pilots say that they find that the female pilots tend to be a lot easier on the equipment. They're not as ham fisted. They're not horsing That's the airplane true. around. They're not jamming yeah. the throttle in. And they're, you know, they're much, much better That's in the aircraft. So you now keep it up. Well, Jim's going to call in, up and abuse in some ways they literally. are verbally on the radio here if we keep this you you know him yeah, right i know him. So Keith, what's your experience at the flight school <laughs> since it sounds like you have a uh, some correlation there well in in flight that is a true statement um more so just in the fact that they don't have the physical strength that men have uh so they don't you know throw the controls around quite as quickly as men do men just kind of muscle it mm, however i've seen a lot of females that would probably beat me up in a back alley i think Smokey's one of them <laughs> But, she could but take yeah, all three of us. I don't want to make her mad. But the yeah, right. okay, uh, sure. the women typically have a, a a more difficult time learning how to land. Because really? Of, because of the mechanics. Oh, really? Of it. Oh, yeah. Is that why it took me so long? Yes. Okay. Well, just, we're not talking about transgenders. We're, we're talking about just straight females. Not here that there's well. anything wrong with that. Well, so, but um, uh, anyway, okay. Yes. So you got your new airplane. That, that's awesome. Right. Uh, and, and what was kind of cool about this too. Uh, you know, you actually saved up uh, to to do your classes, and I guess uh, you applied some of these funds to the uh-huh. aircraft purchase as well. And that was by being an Uber driver. Is that right? That's correct. Wow. That's correct. Did it pay off? Uh, the, the did it pay for the airplane? Um. Yeah, it did. Wow. Uh, what I did was I I saved all my Uber. I didn't even look at it, so yeah. it went straight into the account. And um, because we live in Orlando mm-hmm. and we have Disney Universal and a convention center that always has a conference, I was able to make quite a bit of money in not nearly the amount of time it would have taken me in, quote unquote, a real job. So it really proved to be a good idea. Uh, Unfortunately, Uber has stopped right now and I'm not driving at all. So now you're flying. So who cares? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So but the one thing I was going to say is it's interesting because the RV is a glass panel. 
Yeah. And the new plane is a six pack. Mm. And for my simple mind, the six pack works better. The, the glass panel is just, it's too much stimulation for me to be watching all these different. I mean, he's got so much technology in there that. Yeah. A lot of pretty lights and pictures and things. A lot of them. Distracting. A lot of them. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I got you. And, and really, when you're learning, what matters is, is how you, uh, you know, how the plane feels to you. And like right. you said, getting those landings and everything down. But you're way past that already, I'm assuming, if you flew this thing across the country already, right? Uh, to be honest with you, flying across the country really solidified what I had learned because I already took my written and I've already passed my written. Yeah. And that was book knowledge. But when you mm-hmm. get in an airplane and you're actually applying the book knowledge, it starts to make sense. Yeah. And for example, the VOR never made sense when they explain it. But when you actually use it, mm-hmm. we actually needed to use it. Um, that was one of the things that didn't work in the airplane was the heading indicator was so far off Yeah. that we ended up using the VOR concept most of the way across. So I was plugging in frequencies and I was watching the twos and the froms and stuff like that. And prior to using it, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. I couldn't get it to click. And so the trip did solidify a lot of that stuff. The other thing it solidified is weather. Like I just, you know, the cloud cover and all that kind of stuff. I can't tell you how many times I said to Jim, um, don't we have to go down because we have to go under these clouds and stuff like that. And he was very patient and he yeah. said, we are going under it. But but the when you look at it, it looked like we were going to go right through the middle of it. Mm. Um, so stuff like that, um, airspace, you know, all those things that you learn about in a book when you're actually using them, they start to make sense as to, oh, I get it. That's why they, you know, designate airspace and stuff like that. Right. So coming across, we left Washington State and we made it as far as Cleveland, Ohio, and we hit every kind of weather known to man. And Just so, real world training is what you got in yeah. there. It sounds like the perfect uh, training scenario to me. Yeah. So now, uh, that, now that I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Now that you get your uh, certificate, then you're just going to give me the plane after and then, then I'll really have no excuse. Is that what you're trying to say? Hey, I like that yeah. idea. So you don't have to use my credit card again. Yeah. I could no, sell you'll have to pay really her for price. the plane, Keith. She said <laughs> she got a great deal on it. Think of it that yeah. way. Yeah. Right. Hey, just right. helping out a friend, Keith. Does that make <laughs> oh. it any better? I thought I was a friend. Whatever. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, the one thing I was going to say, coming across country is totally different than when you're in a car. Because in a car, you really don't have many choices. And when we left uh, Spokane, we had to go south because the weather was bad. And the biggest problem was the Rocky Mountains are quite high. This yeah, plane you want to avoid those rated. mountains. But it's way faster, too. Oh, but my yeah. gosh. I wish I were you. Someday, I could be well, just someday. like Smokey. You could be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look, we got more coming up. Congratulations, Smokey. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, on, you guys. on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Any of you boys need an aircraft carrier around here? This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith and Dennis rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. And, uh, you know, send out kadoos. Kadoos? No, that's not right. Kudos. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, to Smokey and Jim, her better half. No. Uh, it's the no, other way she's around. She's the better half. She's He's the lesser the half. half. Well, I, she's not on the phone. I can say I'm just giving, uh, yeah, you no. know. Jim, I, I know props. Jim way too well. So he's definitely not the better half is definitely what you're... Definitely not. Okay. I mean, Jim's a very good friend of mine. Right. Don't get me wrong. Well, he was until you said that. Oh, no. He would agree with me. <laughs> nah. he, he would. Yeah. He, call him up right now and he'll agree with you. No, I I because I, I know he'll just go on and on and on, tell us some bad jokes. And we got plenty of bad jokes on our own. We don't yeah. need any more right now. Well... Now, we'll talk to him soon enough. But, because uh, you're sitting here. Uh, congrats. <laughs> Congratulations to both of them, though. So I, I know Smokey is uh, uh, very happy with this new uh, purchase. She's been sharing her adventure on Facebook quite a bit, and that's how I knew. You didn't even know they had gotten this new plane, did I didn't. You? I haven't talked to Jim in a while. Yeah. Other than about his job. Oh, right. Yeah, because he is a, uh, he's a, he's a he's out-of-work. He's an out-of-work airline pilot. That's- right. And now he's flying, uh, air, you know, he's taking advantage of the time off. Well, he is, yeah. Yeah. And uh, getting the better half, uh, you know, getting her pilot's license and a new plane. How long do you think it'll take her? you have any predictions? Now that she has her own aircraft, she's already done the hours. written. 40 hours. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you know her better than any of us. It really depends on how, how long she trains and, right, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, 
But now that she has her own aircraft, she can go at her own pace, really right. get it down. I mean, that would give you the ultimate flexibility and when wanting to learn how to, uh, you know, navigate everything right. accordingly. And everything she said made a lot of sense. I mean, I'm kind of in the same position as her, just way farther behind. Because that's pa- normal. Well, right. But I mean, I passed my written and now I'm going to have to take it all over again because it's been too much time. Right. But I mean, I've gotten through that hoop once. And I'll probably be able to pick it up, you know, faster the second time. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. But we'll see. you were doing it a little bit different than what she was. Yes, very staggered. In the fact that, well, no, in the fact that at the time that you took your written, you mm-hmm. were doing a lot of the train, the flight training as well. I was, right, yes. And so you you got to that point where, you know, taking that written exam was appropriate. And she made a comment there, if everybody's paying attention there, that she – this trip going cross country really solidified for her a lot of the things that she was learning in the in the ground training that really didn't make sense to her. Right. For instance, she used the VOR. She didn't really make sense of that. Mm-hmm. So if you do the ground training and the flying at the same time, it really solidifies and kind of brings that practical application to the forefront. You apply what you're reading about. Right. And uh, can put it in the airplane and, yeah, it kind of drills it home a little bit right. more. Especially for people – you know, there's, people learn in different ways, and so if you are a uh, a hands-on kind of person that you have to learn that way instead of reading from a book, mm-hmm. there's people out there that can read it once in a book, they got it. Right. I'm not one of those people. No, I, I like to wait for the movie <laughs> myself. That's uh, I'm very visual that way, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a movie about you one of these days. but we, <laughs> no. The tragic... <laughs> Life of the perpetual flight student who never quit. No, I'll, I'll get there. I'm going to get there at some point. Uh, I will. PMA, that's, that, that is part of the battle. Yeah. I mean, I got plenty of time right now with this whole virus thing going on, but, you know, everything but is you still. Haven't, but you haven't done anything about it. I, I, I Would you agree, Dennis? I mean, he's, I, PMA he's, is, hasn't is done a anything big... about it in eight years. What do you mean? <laughs> Has it been that long, really? Over eight, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not going to say that. No, it it's has, it's it hasn't been, been quite a multiple that long. amount of years. We'll just well, go with that. Austin was 14 when yeah. we went on uh, the Turks and Caicos Explorer, and that was the year that you launched this show. Okay. He's turning 21. Right. On Well, actually, yesterday. Right. So, so there was a time jump in his right. life, just like there is in a lot of popular TV sitcoms. <laughs> you know, they just time jump three or four years ahead. I'm going to go with that excuse. But uh, anyway, it, it'll happen eventually. But yeah, you know, when you do it in conjunction, when I was saying my training, when I did go through all the uh, that stuff, uh, you know, those many years ago, uh, it was broken up quite a bit. And especially when it came to mastering landings, uh, it took me a little longer because I would I would do some training for a few days and then I'd go off and spend two weeks do you know diving around the world with our other show uh, scuba radio and stuff and then I'd come back and forgot what you know how I was supposed to flare exactly and all that kind of stuff uh, and, and you know that's not an ideal way to uh, learn how to fly an aircraft definitely not especially when you're learning to land that that pre-solo training portion is really critical that you continue to get it on a regular basis mm-hmm. every couple of days. Well, it was like riding a bike. That's exactly how it was like taking the training wheels off, learning how to land that aircraft felt exactly 
like it did when I uh, learned to ride a bike when I was a little youngster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you heard that many times before? Yeah. And then once you get the feel for it and it kind of clicks and you kind of get your, you know, uh, you know, the feel for how this is supposed to look and feel and uh, comfortable in the airplane, then it's like, okay, I can do this. No problem. You know, and it's just like right. yeah, everything kind of comes together and, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting if that still holds true the next time I have to do this though. Well, it'll take a while for you to get back into it because it's been eight years. But it'll years. happen faster, much faster, you think? Well, we're hoping that it does, but, you know, you're also <laughs> getting, you know, you're eight years older now too, so. No, there was a time jump. I'm only like three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we have that to look forward to. But it, That it, part of the PMA doesn't work. PMA being? Positive mental attitude. Ah, yes, that. I've never had been one for much of that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either I can do it or I can't. And, uh, you know, but uh, I love the idea of doing it in Smokey's airplane instead of my own. <laughs> and you I like doing anything with somebody else's money. Well, it's not a, no, it's just there. Oh yeah, stuff. that's it. I mean, you could just admit it. That's the first step in healing, Greg. What? Using other people's money? No. Admitting, admitting it. it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I, I got that down. Uh, part. Yeah, but 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 you know, I do find it uh, interesting that they got a, a separate aircraft and that, uh, you know, she said she didn't want to learn in that new airplane. I, I can't think, I can't help but think that Jim probably was saying, oh, you're not going to learn in this airplane. <laughs> oh, hell no. This well, you're going to turn a 16-year-old loose in a Porsche, you know, just the day that they got their driver's license, you know, very powerful and well, very can. slippery, very flat, fast. If, if yeah, you, you can, the- but there's a reason the insurance company charges, uh, exorbitant no it had nothing to do with that i i think uh, you know they took like five to ten years to build this aircraft and in one false swoop she could take it all out i i think he's like nah we're gonna just go ahead and get another airplane yeah but you know what you learn a lot better when you fly that type of aircraft to begin with okay well then it goes that sounds more reasonable i still i know jim i like you know jim i do all right more coming up stay close just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith and Dennis running out the latest uh, aviation news and information as best as we know how. And, uh, you know, we don't have any air shows this week. Sun and Fun didn't happen. Air Venture has been called off. But uh, hopefully you're still out there flying. But there are... some things you want to be on the lookout for that, uh, you know, this one particular story caught our eye and it's actually in the, uh, neck of the woods of where air venture would have been. Is that right, Dennis? Yeah. Uh, there was a, a radar image taken from the local news, uh, showing what looks to be a, a moderate rainstorm sitting right over the middle of Lake Winnebago, which is hmm. where, you know, on the shores of, uh, well, basically where Oshkosh is set up. Yeah. And it turns out it's not actually rain, but they just had a massive uh, hatch of lake flies. That, lake uh, flies? Yeah, there was enough flies that it actually shows up on weather radar. 
Can wow. you imagine flying your airplane through that mess? That would be quite a mess. Now, we got the love bugs here in Florida, and they put a hurting on your car. I guess that's a problem with the airplanes, too, I guess, right? It is. But have they ever shown up on radar? No. Swarms of them? No. So these lake flies... Uh, are they look like regular flies or do we even know Dennis? Yeah, I don't, they didn't have a picture of them, but I've seen, you know, like the mayflies and all, you know, it's just these insects that just hatch things. in mass like that. And wow. You know, the fish go crazy, but the ones that, uh, that take off and they just make these, these huge swarms and there's just so many of them that they'll actually show up on radar. Right. And that's just nuts. I mean, uh, in looking at this image, it actually, uh, there looks to be, you know, fairly large hatches going all the way up towards Green Bay because they were still picking up, you know, a lesser extent. So these were uh, clouds of flies. Yes. And uh, they show up on radar. And it, God help you if you were to fly through one of these things. Oh, the mess to clean up after you're done flying. You know, they're packed onto your wings and baked on around the engine. And, oh, that would just be terrible Yum. to clean up. No, yeah. it would be a mess. No. Def- definitely a mess, that's for sure. Okay. But probably well, not as bad as the love bugs we have down there. Or the way, what is it? The danger hornets or, or killer hornets? Murder, Murder hornets. Murder hornets. Yes, they're, they're not showing up on radar yet, thank no. God. So we only got flies, but be on the lookout for them. More coming up. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I don't really need or want anything. I mean, my life is pretty chaotic. I have five kids, you know, and I have friends that love stuff. I have a friend who has a drawer of watches. I have another friend who has five cars. Whenever I'm with these people, I realize I'm just simple. All I need is a nice bed and a private jet. Yeah? (laughs) Now, I have the bed. All I need is the jet. And it could be a used jet. I'm not a snob, you know. I mean, I don't want a prop plane. I'm not trash. But I can see fly away. I can see the sun upon your face. I can feel your heart and I can hear you cry. A dirty bird like me. Well, you're in the right place. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Keith, and Dennis rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, so we do have these bugs that we got to be on the lookout for. I've never heard a swarm of flies showing up on radar, but evidently that has happened on uh, Lake Winnebago, right? That's the one? That's correct. And, And is this a... Uh, you know, a common occurrence in that part of the country? Have this, has this happened before or is this new? No, this happens frequently. You have it these does. massive okay. hatches of the, these bugs that, you know, are very seasonal in, in their right. uh, cycles. Now, uh, being in Florida where Keith and I are, uh, we do have these love bugs. And it is love bug season pretty much. Uh, I don't know. Is it spring, I guess? Spring yeah. and fall. We get two months out of the year, so May and usually September. And these were like a science project that went awry at the University of Central Florida. It's a big controversy. They they, they breeded these super insects to like uh, 
I don't know, take over some other animal or insect to kill it. And then they overtook Florida and got out of control, right? I've heard that. It's I, don't, worse, I don't know what it is. It's worse sure. than releasing the alligators in the sewers in New York. That's what the love bud love, love yes. bug situation in Florida is like. And, and I'm, I'm serious. Google it. It's the, a mess. The, the problem is that they have no natural predators. Right. Birds, birds won't touch them because they're too bitter. Yeah, they don't taste good. And so no natural predators other than your vehicle. And when you squash them with your vehicle or aircraft – uh, the the guts are acidic and will eat the paint of your car if you leave them, you know, bake on there too long. Yes. It is a mess, and you really have to be on top of it in Florida uh, during love bug season. And I would assume you guys do that the same at flight training professionals with the fleet of aircraft too, don't you? Yes. Is it a yeah. big problem? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. during this time of year. You can always tell the, the tourists in Florida – yeah. During love bug season, because they're the ones who try and clean them off with their windshield wipers. Yes. It leaves and a it, big gooey mess. It absolutely does not work. Right. A uh, little uh, a tip for, you know, a northern tourist uh, on his next trip to Florida if he encounters the love bugs like Dennis. You ready for this? You know, I'm clean ready. them off. Yeah. You know, you know, obviously you need some kind of rag or paper towel or something and, and, you know, something wet and, and working. But the best thing you can use is a dryer sheet. That is the best. How about that? Yep. Using a dryer sheet, like one of those bounce sheets, it has some kind of chemical in it that kind of eats away at the love bug guts better than just, you know, soap and water and stuff like that. Right. So a little tidbit, you know, grab your box of uh, bounce when you cross the border into Florida. <laughs> And when they allow you that. that encounter the uh, the the lake flies up here in Minnesota with your airplane, biggest tip I can tell you is to clean your airplane as soon as you land. Get out some water. We I keep a jug, a little spray garden sprayer up at the hangar, yeah. and I'll just spray the leading edges down with water, let it soak. Um, and by the time I walk around the the airframe, the 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 dried bugs have softened up enough that you can just wipe them off with a towel. Yeah, it's so much easier than letting them sit like some people I've seen airplanes with months worth of built up bugs and it just takes hours and it's painful to get that stuff off well i would figure the dryer sheet thing would work on an airplane just like it does on cars doesn't it but Keith? you cannot use it on the windscreen can't use it on the windscreen no it'll scratch it hmm. so yeah, nothing but a microfiber cloth no paper towels or anything like that ever on those plastic windshields so what you want to do for for aircraft windscreen is the best thing to do would be to just take a towel, like a yeah. beach towel or something, right? Get it soaking wet, mm-hmm. and just lay it across that windscreen, and just leave it sit. Don't just lay it across it. Okay. Don't wipe up and down or anything. Just lay it across there, soaking wet, mm-hmm. and just let the moisture kind of get under those bugs first, and then peel so, it off, and then you clean them off. Soak the uh, bug goo with a wet towel. That works on your car too, by the way. Okay. And uh, and then what? Just peel it off, and they all come off. No, you'll still have to scrub them, but it loosens them up so that they it all rub right off. Right. And then you give the towel to your uh, co-pilot that yes. was kind of annoying you during the flight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Here, dry off with this. Mm-hmm. What's that smell? What's this gooey stuff on there? Ah, ignore it. It's fine. Okay. So uh, anyway, we've covered enough bugs. When it comes to flying or driving, for that matter, uh, there's some other news and information people are taking advantage of during the downtime of the coronavirus. Uh, even as we come out of it, they've, they've been pretty creative 
Uh, I don't know. Was this a flight school that did this video or what was it exactly, Dennis? It's an online community of pilots called Flyways, F-L-Y-W-A-Z-E. And they put together a safety video, just like you would find when you're hopping into your airliner and they've got, you know, Delta's got those really creative videos uh, that they'll play on the seatbacks. Right. Well, these guys went ahead and created a similar uh, pre-flight briefing for the general aviation airplane. And I thought that this was a really creative idea because as a pilot, you know, we're obligated to have, do a safety briefing for Mm -hmm. every passenger. Yeah. And you can have your own little thing, reminders, like I use safe, you know, safety. So seatbelts, air, fire extinguisher exits, uh, talking, and do you have any questions that covers all the highlights, but you still, you have to do that. So if you were to take, be creative and take a little bit of time, you could actually film your own little safety briefing highlighting the safety features of the particular airport or aircraft you're flying, how to open the emergency exit, how to open the doors, how to adjust the seat belts. And these guys, you know, took it to, to level 11, at least. I mean, they, they came dressed up in fighter pilot uh, gear and head helmets and then ripped all that off and had those fake uh, captain's t-shirts with the bars and the tie and the right. sunglasses. You know, they really, really hammed it up and it, it's fun to watch. I mean, you could see how much, how, passionate they were about creating this video it was it it was very uh very unique we'll have to share this at justplainradio.com uh but hats off to them uh yeah they did the same you know little uh uh kudos to the you know uh, top gun or right stuff they they had uh some really creative angles on how they presented it but from just a a practical standpoint I mean, if you just sit there and says, you know what, I really don't feel like doing the briefing for my passengers today, and then you just uh, text them the video link or something, does that count? Can you do that, Keith? You, you can. I, th- I as think as long be- as it's not a one thirty five operation or a one twenty one operation, those have to be approved by the FAA. Right. If you're just but, taking friends and family that you right. don't care about, just watch the video. Leave me alone. I'm going to fly the plane. Well, that would be you because you don't care about <laughs> anybody except for Greg. But, you know, for Dennis and I, we actually care about the people that we're flying with. Yeah. So you're going to send him a video and talk to him, too? Probably. Okay. I'm just saying on a bad day. No, I, I'll talk to anybody, even on a bad day. But I, I did think this was kind of a, a good way, you know, even if you're, you you do your passenger briefing, but this would go into much more detail. You could think it out. And if you're not flying right now because of it, you ought to take advantage of that downtime. And it would probably save you um you know Minutes. save you time in the yeah in the uh in the uh in the future right and just at least getting get them familiar with your aircraft before you even have to tell them anything yeah i mean you could you could save yourself a few minutes by handing them your your cell phone or your ipad or whatever say hey you need to watch this video right and yeah. i'm a, and i'll do the walk around while you're watching this man you can't really do that you got to make gotta sure you got to right make now. sure that you're that you're doing that that they're they're actually paying attention to the briefing Mm. that's part of the requirement. You can't walk and watch them at the same time? No, that won't count. Can I? Mm. I mean, the best thing to do is while you're getting running checklists and so forth to get it started, they're watching the video. Okay. Well, then you could do that. That that would be the best way to do it. All right. But flyways.com, that's the website? I believe so. I think it's something like that. It's uh, this club. But they were very creative. It's flyways.co. Okay. We'll go with that one then. Uh, But uh, regardless, you can take their video maybe apply it to your own little creative uh, project and uh, save you some time as well. All right. Now, uh, Cessna tested a new airplane this past week or so. And despite the whole coronavirus stuff, and it looked like, oh my gosh, I may have found another plane. 
that uh, was specifically made for me. Uh, it looks like a Grand Caravan, slightly bigger with twin engines. Is that a good description, Dennis? What do you think? Yeah, we've been talking about this aircraft for quite a while since uh, Cessna first announced uh, their plans to build the Sky Courier. But the it is Sky the- Courier. All right, yep. I, I like the sound of it already, and uh, we'll talk more about it next and find out if indeed this will be the aircraft for me, and maybe you too if you want one. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Are you nervous? Uh, never flown before. Nothing to it. Just sit back, be a bird, and drink up. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I fly like a bird. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Keith, rounding out the crew. All right, so Cessna has, uh, I guess this was their first test flight or official cert flight, or I don't know, what was it exactly? It was the first flight of a their newest clean sheet design, the Cessna Sky Courier. Okay, it's, clean sheet design means what exactly? It's not being, it wasn't derived from something else. So it wasn't like they took a fuselage of the Grand Caravan. They actually said, okay, what do we need to build? And FedEx was uh, base, was very instrumental in designing the criteria for this airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, FedEx wants to be able to have an airplane that can handle 6,000 pounds of freight. 
yeah. and be able to fit three standard airline shipping containers inside of it. So it was designed around those types of parameters. But now Cessna is taking that initial design and also envisioning it being able to be uh, equipped with like 19 seats as a uh, little commuter airliner mm-hmm. um, or a mixed freight and cargo or passenger and freight uh, combination. And obviously, since it's fixed gear, they could look at putting it on floats and kind of uh, go after the Twin Otter type of a. Uh, right. I was going to say well. Twin Otter, is it's about the same size, right? Or is close, it, yeah. Is it um, bigger or smaller? Are, um, do we know? I think they're really close. Okay. Yeah, I would say it's pretty close. I'd be yeah. without actually seeing it. Right. But I would say it's probably pretty yeah, close. Yeah, it looks very similar. The, the fuselage tube itself might be slightly larger since they did design it around the the um, the size of that uh, shipping con- or that standard airline container. Yeah. It kind of looks a little pregnant to me. You know what I mean? You but know, you got more room then for activities. Well, you do. I mean, I don't mean that as a, a demeaning thing at all. I mean, it's kind of like the Grand Caravan has the same, same kind of design. It just looks like a bigger Grand Caravan to me with two engines. Yeah. And, uh, but and, it was purpose built, you know, for this cargo role. So things like uh, the the fact that they have a T tail on it was done so that they could be able to approach the aircraft with a forklift and not be hitting any of the uh, aircraft structures. Yeah. They so, don't want to do that. So, uh, so it gives them a little bit more flexibility, but you can get several different configurations. Like you said, cargo, uh, passengers, you know, it'd be a great island hopper type of aircraft. It looks like, and they say that, uh, operational costs are supposed to be very efficient on this aircraft. So I guess that's what they're trying to iron out right now. Uh, it still wouldn't be as efficient, I guess, as a grand caravan single engine though. Well, it might off. be if you're looking at total freight moved it per flight. You know, well, okay. They, yeah, because what, what can it take? What are they saying? Like, six 6,000 pounds that's, of freight. That's a, that's a lot of dive gear and some uh, even dive buddies. Oh, well, there were 19 of your best friends. You know? Yeah, I, I yeah, like it. Can, it's going to be a very utility aircraft. Yeah, and I, and I bet the uh, landing ca- uh, you know, uh, capability of it is going to probably be pretty efficient too, wouldn't it? I would Just think that they design. Have, they'd, that's part of what they wanted was to have some really good performance built into this aircraft as yeah. well. I mean, they could maybe this would even fit as far as uh, flying into Saba, world's shortest commercial runway. You think there, uh, Dennis? I was thinking this was built and designed for Saba. It just right. looks like it. You know, it's that big, wide, straight wing like a, a Grand Caravan, but equipped with two really large turboprops. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, should be able and, and, to get in there and get right back out. And that's what my guess is, is that the uh, takeoff and landing characteristics are going to be very efficient. Just because that's how they did the Grand Caravan, right? right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will have to wait and see. So well, going from this first step, Keith, you've seen how uh, planes like this develop over time. How long do you think it'll be before they actually are able to you know, go into production? Well, this one here, you know, they say that it, it surpassed what they thought it was going to on the first test flight. Right. Which is good. I haven't heard any manufacturers say that in a while, in a long, long time. Yeah. That's Typ- not typically common, huh? it's setback, setback, setback. Hmm. And so that's pretty promising. So it still could be a good year or so yeah. out. It all depends on how the rest of the testing goes. All right. So you're maybe, saying it- maybe even more. Well, that's what I kind of thought. I say, you know, it's probably going to be three to five years, but you're saying it could be much sooner than that. Depending on how the testing goes. Right. You know, and, you know, part of what's happening right now, of course, with the Boeing 737 MAX, the FAA is really inspecting everything a lot closer right now. Well, there's Because that. they're under scrutiny. Right. 
And so since this is a clean sheet design, they really want to go through this thing with a fine tooth comb. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see, you know, who knows where this will fit into uh, commercial carriers, but it might, you know, I mean, we see all this shrinkage going on. And I'm talking about the commercial airplanes, by the way, uh, that, that they're, you know, they're parking some of their bigger planes uh, to or accommodate them from their fleets entirely. Yeah. Less demand right. and stuff. So what the 777 has been parked. Well, Delta Airlines has uh, uh, formally announced that they are retiring the, the 777 from their fleet in mm-hmm. addition to their MD-90 and MD-88 fleets. They just don't have need for it. They they envision that uh, the international travel demand is going to be down so low that they don't need a third aircraft type to handle the international stuff. So they're, they're retiring the 777s in favor of their Airbus 350 fleet that they already have. Uh, Air France just announced this week that they are retiring all remaining airbus 380 so they won't have any of them because they're just not demand for that high density international travel uh it's crazy it's just you would think uh, there would be even more demand where you just said uh okay well we have this much capacity but we're just gonna put a person in every third seat and then you got your social distancing and check and have you seen the flights lately no the airlines aren't even they're filling this the middle seat well, I know, but if you had a big... Uh, that's the only air- seat they're using, though, Craig. <laughs> that's a third of the capacity oh, in the airplane. Oh, okay, they're doing that's it. That's a okay. heavily loaded right. plane. Okay. No, well, I saw a picture of all these uh, Delta aircraft parked in Kansas City, and I was blown away. I was like, there must there was over 50 airplanes yeah. that they had parked over there. I was like, what the You heck? know, parking the MD-88s in the 90s is not a bad deal, though. Those yeah. things are old. They're old, not and, as efficient as they should not be. Not near as efficient as the newer aircraft are. Yeah. So, so that's a good move. Newer actually. is better. For the passengers too, isn't it? Generally, generally speaking, yes. Generally, yeah. we will see if that holds true. All right. Well, and and maybe this new uh, Sky Courier will, uh, you know, be a part of this new uh, this new future of flying that we find ourselves in. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time. Remember, there's no better high than, than learning, learning to, to fly. fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 